Does online business actually work or is it just one giant fantasy? And by that, I mean, can the average man or woman actually find success with this business model or is it reserved only for a select few people who can afford to fail at first? Well, today what I thought I would do is bring it on. I thought I would curate all the common criticisms, skepticisms, or doubts that I hear in emails, social media comments, people tell me to my face, um, not about me necessarily, but about what I teach and what other online business gurus teach. Does this model actually work? And what about all the questions surrounding it? Is it possible for me or is it a giant lie, a giant fantasy that I'm trying to lead you on in order to sell product. Well, let's just tackle it head on today. I think this will be a helpful episode. And my hope for you is that there'll be at least one of these doubts that you've had that I can tackle in front of you that might bring you a little closer to believing that you could actually pull this off. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 158 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. I'm excited if you're a doubter, if you're a hater, if you're a skeptic, or you know, you're not a hater, you're a lover, but you know, you just wanna poke holes at things to make sure it's right for you, I'm ready. Let's bring it on, it's gonna be a great episode for you. Uh, I'll always wanna keep it real for you and bring you the truth. So we're gonna do that today, it's gonna be a great episode. Uh, if you need a little kickstart though, and you are ready, and you're like, Graham, I'm ready to start this business, and you wanna make your first dollars in the next 30 days, you wanna kick this thing off in the next 30 days, I've got my 30 day, online income jumpstart guide for you. This is a four week step-by-step -step checklist to help you go from where you are right now, which is probably zero audience or zero influence or zero idea of what you would even build your online business around. You can go from zero to making your first few hundred dollars in the next 30 days. It's fast, it's straightforward, and it's gonna help you build the foundations of your business. And it's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. All one word, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. I'll link to it in the description below if you're watching this episode on YouTube. Let's kick it off. Make your first money online in the next 30 days. So that leads us into today's episode pretty well because that sounds like a pipe dream to a lot of people. Oh, sure, Graham, 30 days, make money online. Uh, and let me tell you, it is hard to be an online business coach in this modern era where people are just skeptical. We're skeptical of everything. Um, I punted on transitioning to a business coach from just teaching music recording, which is my first business, The Recording Revolution. I punted on this idea for a solid two years, a little bit longer, but from the moment I realized I definitely wanna launch this second business, I punted for two years. I made up excuses like, oh, I don't have the right name or, you know, whatever. I had excuses, but ultimately it was the fear of people viewing me differently. Oh, you're one of those guys now, huh? Where, you know, where's your Lamborghini? Why are you not standing in front of that and talking about how easy it is to make money online? Oh, you have a webinar? Oh, yeah, you're just one of those sleazebag guys. I mean, like, it's just, I did not want to be associated with any of these people that, um, I really 
don't have a lot of respect for in terms of their methods. But um, I had a mission, which was to teach people this business model that has set me free. It has set so many of my friends free. I was coaching people one-on-one for years. It was setting them free. I was like, I have to do this. But I get it. The whole point of this setup is that I get the doubts. I get the skepticism. And it's always warranted. I'd rather you poke holes and things before you dive into it to make sure it's for you. So what I what I did is I pulled some of the most common, it's about 10 or 11 of the most common pushbacks I get on this business model. Let's just tackle them one by one and see if any of these resonate with you. Um, one of the first ones I get is, it is impossible to start an online business while you're working a day job. So this is less about the business model, but more about just like the ask. Graham, you're saying download your 30-day online income jumpstart guide and apply it. But when? When am I supposed to do that, Graham? I have a full-time job. Oh, and on top of that, what's implied is I also have other commitments, right? I'm busy. I have a spouse or I have kids or uh, I volunteer at my church or uh, I just have a life outside of work too. So am I supposed to run two jobs? How How am I supposed to do this? Um, it's impossible. And people will point to my story too, because I started this business model in 2009 when I was unemployed. So I wasn't doing this on the side. I was doing this full time. But I just would like to point out one thing about that is I hated every minute of it. It was stressful to make $0 while working full time to build something that I didn't know was actually going to work because that no one had gone before me and shown me that this was a business model that was viable. So I do not recommend waiting till you've lost your job to start your online business. I recommend you start it now before you quit, before you're fired, before the economy turns and you're forced out. You have more time than you think And we all make time for the things that are important to us. All I'm asking you to do is two things when I teach this business model. One, believe me when I say you can start to build this business in as little as 30 minutes a day. That doesn't sound like a whole lot because it's not a whole lot, but that's about three hours a week. You can build this business slowly but surely on the side in three hours a week minimum. More is always better but three hours a week, it's doable. I need you to believe me when I say that. And then number two, if you believe that and you really want to change your life, then you will find three hours a week. Whether that is truly 30 minutes a day, wake up 30 minutes earlier or go to bed 30 minutes later every day, or you block off two to three hours on the weekend and that's your business time where you just focus on that. If it's important to you, you find a way to do it. People find a way to go to school, night school, while they work a day job so that they can transition to a better career. People find a way to listen to podcasts like this, even though they're long. People find a way to read books that are important to them. If you can find a way to do that because you believe on the other side of it is is like benefits, you can find a way to, to chip away at this for 30 minutes a day, three hours a week. That's all it takes. The beauty of this model is you're building, 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 and eventually you've built a machine, you've built a system that will print money for you even when you're not working in it. So it is a slow process, yes, but you're building something that is gonna last and that's going to start to then pay you enough that eventually you can walk away from your full-time job and it's not taking you any more time in the part-time job. 
Which goes to the second pushback I get, which is it takes too long to get things going. All the hard work won't pay off anytime soon. Uh, I don't have a, a good answer for this one. I, I kind of agree with this one. It, I mean, too long, that's a subjective phrase. Like what's too long for you may not be too long for somebody else, but it does take a long time to get things going. 100% this is true. There's a few outliers and some of my students are those outliers. They launch something and they make money right away. Very rare, but doable, possible. That wasn't the case for me. Um, and so this is the one of the, the, the pushbacks that I think is valid. If you're expecting quick money, I'm not your guy. And this model isn't for you. If you're expecting something that works, then I'm your guy. And this model's for you. It's kind of like, I have friends that are lawyers or doctors and they want to do the work and they also want the benefits of the, the high paying salary. Um, but it takes a long time to go back to law school or med school to get there. They're not expecting it to be overnight bump in income just because they decided to chase after it. And I think you just have to have correct expectations. This business, mo business model works, but you're building a couple of things. You're building authority and credibility online. You can't do that in a day. And you're building a system that draws leads for you 24 seven without you having to work. You can't do that in a day. And you're building a digital product that is going to be transformative. You can't do that in a day. But once you've built all those things, they work for you. I have authority and credibility in this space. I don't have to build anymore. I have leads coming in every single day that I don't have to do anything for. And I have digital products that are being sold every single day that I don't have to do anything for. But it's because I built it already. So it's a slow process. But once you get there, you've built the thing that will last and will pay you a great income forever. So yeah, I don't think you're going to see your hard work pay off anytime soon, but what is soon, what is too long, it's subjective. So I will give you that. It is a slow process and I'm very transparent and upfront about that. If you need money fast, there's other things you can do to make money fast. Sell something, provide a service to somebody right away online. Like, But what I'm teaching you is more of your long play. This is your stable. This is your future. This is your retirement. This is everything, right? But it's not going to happen overnight. Okay. Third pushback I get is, and this is something I teach in my courses and in my communities, I teach online here. You're likely only going to convert one half of 1% to 1% of your email list. Meaning 1% of all the people that join your email list are going to actually buy your products. And so that's statistically true. I mean, if you do better than that, that's great. Some people do worse than that, but that's pretty average. So the pushback is, well, Graham, that's a really low number. <laughs> so you're going to need thousands of people joining your email list every month to make any money at all. Uh, and this is a yes and no, right? Again, I'll give you the yes on this. Yes, you need steady leads every single month. You want to get to the point where you're having 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 or more new people joining your email list every single month. That's what's going to fuel your digital product sales in your funnel. It's what's going to fuel your list growth, which allows you to have more people to promote your communities or products to. Okay, that number might sound outrageous. A thousand new people a month. I don't even have a thousand people on my email list. I get it. Hear me when I say, just like you've got a mountain guide who's scaled 
the mountain that you want to climb and come back to tell the tale and now can take you up the same mountain that she's gone up. I've scaled the mountain and come back down twice. I know the way. It's hard. It's slow. But to quote the Mandalorian, this is the way. This is how it works. So yes, you may not be able to envision a thousand new email subscribers every month. You don't even have your first thousand. But if you build your business the way I teach, eventually this thing will snowball and scale and you will be getting leads all the time, which will then funnel into your system, which will then allow you even at half of a 1% or 1% conversion rate to make a good living. So that goes back to the second one, which is it takes a long time to get things going. Yes, there are ways to make money faster in the meantime, namely one-on-one -on -one coaching. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the lazy guide to your first thousand dollars online. The fastest way is, is actually coaching a couple people directly while you start to build your leads into your funnel so that you can convert and have a sustainable business. It, it kind of goes together. But yeah, that's why what I'm teaching you is important long-term, you have enough leads. Number four, uh, people say, well, Graham, you're saying most businesses aren't profitable until three years in. Now, I don't say that, but I do talk about three years in, so maybe this is where I'm misquoted. I have seen in my experience with both of my businesses and then in a lot of my students' businesses that they're profitable from day one because the profit margins are so high and costs are so low to start this business. You can be profitable in week one, landing your first coaching client. It's 100% profit, infinite profit, percent profit. So being profitable is not the problem. Whereas a lot of other business models, the costs are so high that even if you make a lot of sales, you might even might just break even if you're lucky or be unprofitable. So that's not going to be a problem here because the costs are so low. But what, what I talk about is that momentum hitting where all of a sudden you're going from making a little bit, a little bit to all of a sudden this can become a full-time income. I see that happen in year three for a lot of my students. Okay. If they are cracking at this, the way I teach faithfully publishing content, building out their digital product suite, the way I describe it's year three that a lot of the magic happens. Don't know why it, maybe it's just uh, the, the, how long things take. Certainly some people get there faster and some people slower, but for me, both of my businesses, year three was a magical year it, it, in different ways. But I saw a lot of that hockey stick, like growth, 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 boom, shoots up. So I don't know. And it's not, you know, it's not what people want to hear. Like, yeah, three years in is when you're going to be crushing it. They want to hear, I'll be crushing it in three months. And certainly people are promising that um, whatever that business model is, it's not the one that's going to last. And it's not the one that I teach. Number five, people say, oh, well, Graham, with tools like Kajabi, you always talk about Kajabi, it costs too much money to actually start an online business. So you're better off just keeping that money for yourself. Can we just pause for a second? It costs literally nothing to start an online business. First of all, you don't need Kajabi. I didn't start with Kajabi. Kajabi didn't exist. I started my first online business before Kajabi was a thing. You can start your online business with as little as $50 a month. Why is that? You need web hosting or like um, Squarespace, which is a website builder and web hosting built in. So you're going to spend $10, $12 a month for that. You're gonna need a domain name, which is gonna be 10, 12, $15 a year, which is nothing, it's like a dollar a month. 
So now you're at like 13 bucks a month. And then you're going to need some tool to digitally distribute your product. If you don't use Kajabi, there's cheap things like SendOwl or eJunkie that might be 25 bucks a month. And that, that's it. Like that's, that's all you need functionally to be able to have a website, cap, oh, an, an email list provider. MailChimp is free up to 2000 subscribers on your list. So there you go. That's free to get started. And then YouTube is free. A podcast is free. Um, your blog on your website is again, just the 12 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month for the hosting. Out the door, less than $50 a month, you can have an online presence and be able to capture leads, deliver emails and deliver digital products that you can film for free on your iPhone or use screen capture software like Loom, which is free with free slide software like Google Slides or Canva. Guys, out the door, under $50 a month, you can get started. And Kajabi is free for the first 30 days when you use my affiliate link, grahamcochran.com slash Kajabi. You can jump on that. And this is what I teach people. You can jump on that for free have access to all the powerful tools that I use to run both my million dollar businesses, take my 30 day online income jumpstart guide, or when you use Kajabi with my link, I send you a free course called Ready Set Kajabi that teaches you how to launch a product in Kajabi in the first 30 days. You could launch something in the first 30 days while it's free that pays for your next three months of Kajabi, which will allow you to keep the business running to make more money to then start getting paid. Like it could cost you nothing. It could cost you nothing by using my free trial of Kajabi or something similar. Worst case, Kajabi is $150 a month. That's nothing if you land a coaching client that's paying you 500 bucks or a coaching package every month that's 500 bucks, whether it's a three-month package or a six-month package. Land one coaching client a month for 500 bucks each time. You're more than paying for Kajabi. Friend, you can find a way to come up with this. This is like the only cost of your business. Everything else is profit. It's insane. So it does not cost too much. If you're scrappy, start the scrappy way. That's how I started. And then prove to yourself that you can make some money quickly and then upgrade to whatever tool you need, which even then is going to be 150 bucks a month max. Kajabi will do everything for you. If you're not willing to spend 50 to 150 bucks a month, to make a business that prints five to $10,000 a month. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. You just, it's, you don't, you don't understand math. Okay. We spend 50 to $150 a month eating out at restaurants that serve crappy food <laughs> or buying drinks, you know, or whatever. Like we waste that money on all kinds of stuff. I'm just saying reinvest something that's going to something pointless and put it towards your future. Next one, online business is all about selling dreamlike fantasies to people that are impossible to achieve. Okay, this one is like a philosophical one where people take issue with what we're doing in our online business, which is selling a dream, selling a dream. So first of all, that's not even remotely true. So there's some online business that you're focused on that you're extrapolating out and applying to all other businesses. For example, what is the dreamlike fantasy in people who want to actually lose weight? What is the dreamlike fantasy for people who actually want to have a healthier marriage? Where is it a dreamlike fantasy where you want to be able to um, have your baby learn to sleep? You know, there's like baby sleep coaches. These are real online businesses, right? There's no, they're not selling a dreamlike fantasy. They're selling the 
desire of exhausted parents who have a newborn at home who would like their baby to sleep so that everyone is happier and can sleep. Is that a dreamlike fantasy or is that just a healthy desire? And there is a sleep coach for babies who has an online business that helps them do that. My first online business, The Recording Revolution, was I selling a dreamlike fantasy when I was trying to teach musicians what equipment to buy and how to use it properly because I'm a trained audio engineer to make their recording sound professional. That's just a desire that every musician has that their music sounds professional. What's inherently wrong with that? So this is a pushback that makes no sense to me because we all have desires. You have desires, I have desires. And the beauty of online business is that whatever you know, you can teach someone who doesn't know it. Whatever I know, I can teach someone who doesn't know it to help you achieve a desired result. They can help you achieve a desired result. You can help me achieve a desired result, right? We're helping each other. It's the sharing of knowledge. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. There's nothing dreamlike about it other than, yeah, we all have dreams. And these are not impossible to achieve dreams. Everything I'm teaching my students to teach is what they know that actually works. There are people online that understand the desire of their target market and they sell the desire, but they don't have the solution to the desire. That's not what I teach. I teach people to actually share what they know. My book is called How to Get Paid for What You Know, not how to get paid for selling something you don't know. Okay, there's no, there's no need to sell a fantasy because you actually know something that's valuable to somebody. All you gotta do is sell what you actually know and are good at. It's the most ethical, simple thing you could possibly do. So that's not at all what's going on here. And you don't have to do anything that feels icky because guess what? You're just selling transformation that you can bring. It's as simple as that. Here's one. If you're not good on camera, your business will never work. I get this one a lot from students who actually want to do the model and believe the model, but they're nervous. Graham, I'm not good on camera. Um, and I get this. There's a couple of things going on here. One, when you're doing video content, cameras, lenses, lighting, all of that is a little stressful. It's, and I've had to learn a lot about cameras. I'm not a photographer. I'm not a videographer. That's not my world. I'm not even a tech person. I don't even like tech. So I get it. It's a little stressful. There's the tech side of it. Uh, Two though, it's the, I get nervous when I'm on camera and I don't have a, a big personality or um, I'm not funny or I'm, I'm not entertaining or I don't think I'm attractive enough. Maybe they don't say that, but people might feel that. Um, there's a lot of insecurity and fear when it comes to turning on the camera. And believe me, I get it. Um, two thoughts here. One is you do not have to be on camera to create an online business. You actually could just blog or you actually could just do an audio only podcast. Both are viable, 100% viable. Video, I think is a stronger platform. Like a platform like YouTube is great to be on. It might speed things up, but you totally do not need to be on camera to build online businesses. Not, it's, it's like, I have so many friends that don't even do a single video. It's all blogging or a podcast, totally doable. Number two though, if you do wanna do video, you may not be great at it right away. You do not have to be me. You do not have to be someone else on camera. You don't have to be anything that you're not. You need to be only who you are and be genuine. The only things are when it comes to video is you have to have a simple 
but professional looking setup. And there's a ton of great resources out there. One of my favorite YouTube channels on this is Think Media. Sean Cannell and his crew have an amazing resource at Think Media uh, with everything from what equipment to buy if you have a certain budget, how to set up your background, how to do basic lighting, how to make the audio sound good. Like they break down the technical side of video. So it's super approachable and easy. But then on the performance side, anytime you're on camera, you do have to bring your energy up a little bit. I find that there's a level of energy that you would bring to, let's say, meeting me for coffee. If we met for coffee and we're sitting down and I'm like, hey, tell me about how you do whatever. If you were to tell me and share, it would be a certain level of like, well, hey man, yeah, this is what I do. And here's what I've learned. And the level of the energy would be just kind of low because we're having coffee and we're just laughing and talking and smiling and sharing. When you're on camera, you have to bring up the energy another notch for two reasons. One, we don't have the benefit of being in person. We don't have the, the body language and the, 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 the sense, the three-dimensionalness of it and being in that space. We're on a screen with a bunch of other competing things. And so we have to pump up the energy to compete a little bit more with the other distractions online. Plus it's like the old adage of when you're on stage, if you're in the theater as a kid, if you're a theater kid, I'm a musical theater kid right here. Uh, if you're on stage, your director would always tell you like, you have to project, you have to bring up the energy. You'd also have to have like bolder ma makeup and costumes because some of it gets lost way back in the seats and the nosebleeds, right? It, it's, it just loses some of that energy and some of that punch and clarity when it gets to the back. And I feel like there's something similar on camera. I have to pump up the energy a little bit more because by the time you're watching this or listening to this on the other side, it'll sound normal, but I have to bring that energy up. So the point is any one of us can learn this, the technical side and any one of us can pump our energy up and all of us will get better if we do camera over and over and over again. If you ever wanna see just how far I've come, go to the Recording Revolutions YouTube channel, click on videos and sort them from oldest to newest. There's a couple of old videos there from late 2009 that I uploaded in early 2010 and they are hideous. I look like a deer in the headlights. Uh, it's shot at night in an office where the only light is actually a lamp behind me, which makes no sense. So the back of my neck is lit up for no one to see, but I'm like dark, my face is dark. It's not shot in HD. It was an old camcorder that I had from some of our family vacations. And I'm concentrating so much in my head about what I'm supposed to say that I, I look like really scared and I, I look like a serial killer. And I'm really slow and just like, oh my gosh, get to the point, Graham. So yeah, just go look at that and then just laugh at me and feel much better about yourself because your first videos are gonna be way better, better than mine. But I kept coming back and I kept working on it. And hopefully these videos today are a lot better. Next one, online business is an unsafe bet. So it's risky. For example, people say, who knows if people are still gonna purchase your course? online in the next five years. Who knows if that audience will shift or trends will shift. It's just better to keep your day job. It's just safer. So they see people basically, this is a, there's a variations of this, but they see the inherent risk. Um, maybe it'll work, but it won't work forever. And they just feel safer in their day job. And to that, I say, hey, yeah, I have no idea what the future holds. You know, Solomon, the book of James, they both in the Bible say the same thing that don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what a day may bring. 
James says, you know, don't say, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to go into this city and this city. I'm going to do business here and trade here. He's like, you don't know what, what a day is going to bring. I don't know. So I can't say without a shadow of a doubt that it's going to be a certain way. Um, but guess what else I don't know? I don't know if you're going to be able to keep your day job. Is your day job really safer? Is it safe? What did COVID teach us? That the safest of jobs are not safe? <laughs> like who knows if it's a pandemic? Who knows if it's an economic collapse? Who knows if it's just your individual company downsizes? Look, I've lost multiple jobs. I've lost jobs because an, uh, an entire department was dissolved. I've lost a job because the entire company ran out of money. How safe is a day job, really? So I think all things are equal. I think it's actually all things are risky. So then I just look at which has the greatest potential for joy, flexibility, control. You're never gonna have complete control. But the answer, my friend, is an online business, not a day job. Now, if you don't feel like you wanna start an online business, that's fine, it's not for everyone but I'm assuming you're interested because you're listening to this right now. All I know is that if you do what I teach, which is mostly focused on audience building and serving people, the rest are details, what you sell, how you sell it, tactics, marketing tactics, none of that matters nearly as much as audience building and serving people powerfully. If you can do that, once you have that audience built up, you're kind of future-proofed because as things change, if people don't buy your course anymore, if the economy changes, you can shift because you still have that trust and loyalty and respect and that tribe of people on the internet who will follow you because you, you're a value provider. You offer so much value and, and they listen to you and they trust you that you can take that audience anywhere. I've been able to jump from the music space to the online business space to being an author in that space. Why? Because I've been able to bring an audience along and I've built up so much trust over the last 13 years. It's, it's kind of future-proofing. So it's actually less risky, in my opinion, to build an online business. So start building it now because one day you might lose your job and you might be grateful that you have this diverse income stream, you diversify things, and then you have this thing that you actually own and can control. Not 100% control, but control a lot more than working for someone else. You can't control what they do or decisions they have to make. Final pushback I get, and this one's strange to me, but I actually get this multiple times, is that it's selfish to run an online business. Uh, and I get some form of this, like, what are you doing to give back to society? I had an article come out on me recently on CNBC and somebody responded to it. I, I got a lot of, a lot of really cool responses, but a lot of hate mail as well. Um, and one of the in-between responses was, hey, congratulations on all your success. Um, but you know, you, it mentioned in the article that you were on food stamps. Um, and so you, you know, your government supported you, people supported you. So what are you doing to give back to society? The, you know, the subtext there is you selfish, uh, rich person. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't respond to any of these comments by the way, but I, that's just one recent example of like, you're just all about making money and yourself and building your thing. What are you going to do to give back to society? How are you giving back? And this is the one that blows my mind. And this is the one I love because what I love about this business. And if you, if you pick up my book, if you have my book, 
chapter two is all about the value circle, something I call the value circle. And I think that chapter explains very succinctly the beauty of this business model, which is it is built around one core concept, which is generosity. It only works if you give and give and give because this is a business model that doesn't rely on ads. This is a business model that doesn't rely on luck. This is a business model that doesn't rely on nepotism or being famous or whatever. This is a business model that relies, it has to have this in place or it won't work on you giving your best content out there freely every single week. I create so much content and 95 to 98% of the content I create is consumed by people for free. I don't charge for it. The majority of the people that interact with me and my content have never paid me for a single thing. And that's, that's by design because the content I create and the content that you'll create is what creates the magnet that draws people to you, allows you to be discovered in the first place for you to even have the opportunity to sell any of your paid material. So the whole, you don't give back to society enough. It's like, friend, you don't understand. All I'm doing is giving to society. I don't give back, I give first. It's a difference. I don't wait to make some money. I don't wait to make some money, then I give back to society. No, no, no. In order to make money, I gotta go give first. Generosity comes before receiving. You have to give before you can ever receive. You have to put seeds in the ground. You have to plant before you can ever reap or harvest, right? It would be like, like if you go into this business saying like, I, I want to give, but I'm only going to give back. So ground, grow me some corn, and then I'll, I'll, I'll put some seeds in the ground from that corn. It's like, where are you going to get the corn? You got to put seeds in the ground first. And it's the same with this business model. I have to give first, not give back. I give first. And what do I receive back? I receive income. And then what do I do with that income? Well, that's a story for another day, but the short answer is I use part of that income to sew back into my business to be able to build a better website, build better products, hire more help to allow me to expand the business, to serve you in more powerful ways so that I can continue to give out more free content. So I use part of the, I give first, I receive, I use part of that to be able to give, I reinvest into the business so I can give more at bigger scale et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm taking part of my income. Of course, I'm living on it and giving to my family and setting up my family's legacy and their future. And then my wife and I have a heart for financial generosity in general. So we give a humongous percentage of our profit away. It comes in, it goes straight out to multiple charities. Not, not that that matters to you, other than I do want to model giving. I think it's important for all of us to be givers. Um. And then this one person examples, you know, they're like, oh, you, you know, you benefited from your government through food stamps. What have you ever done to give back? Um, what I want to do is tell them, have you seen how much I pay in taxes? Have you seen how much I pay in taxes? Your mind would explode with what my tax bill is every year. Because mine does, okay? And I still have a lot of tax deductions, namely from all the money we give away. But still, it's insane. So um, don't worry. I have more than repaid whatever food stamps I got 
uh, from my, my government. And was I grateful for it? Yes, but I have more than repaid that. So, you know, the whole is it's selfish to run an online business. These are just people who are either skeptical in general of the, the model or they're, they're jealous or they just don't understand what it is we're doing. We're givers, my friend. This is the only way this thing works. You can't be successful online unless you're a giver. I don't think so. You have to hold things openly. You have to give your best secrets away. You have to just give and give and give and give and give and create this incredible resource that's undeniably generous and it makes you attractive and it's what allows you to sell in the first place. So there you go. Those are some of the most common pushbacks, doubts, challenges, questions I get about the online business. My question for you is, have you felt or asked any one of those? If so, let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Do you have another one that you're struggling with right now or that you have struggled with in the past or used to struggle with a doubt, a pushback that makes you feel like, is this online business thing actually real or is it just a fantasy? Is it just a lie? Let me know that one that I didn't cover maybe in a comment below as well. And I'll just say, I had the benefit of not even believing this business model could work when I started because I didn't even know it was a business model. So I couldn't even doubt it in the way many of you can with skepticism. All I could doubt was, is there even a way to make money online? Because I didn't even know there was a way. And so I wasn't a skeptic other than I felt like everything I was doing was kind of stupid and pointless until I, I saw it work. So I've had a slightly different story than some of you and I'm grateful for that story. But like I said earlier in the episode, I've scaled the mountaintop twice. And I don't mean that in a bragging way. It's just like something I've done, just a historical fact. I've kind of gone up and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I made it to the top of this thing. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> Talk about like, I can't take a whole lot of credit for this because I have not known what I was doing so much of the time, but I've made it to the top, realized other people want to make it there. And so I'm taking people up to the top of the mountain with me because I want you to be up there. So you might have doubts. Sure, you might have fears. Of course, who wouldn't? It's something new. It's something scary. It, you may be afraid that like your unique situation will make it not work. I get it. Let me be your guide. Let me help you. You do have a unique situation. We all do. But there are some things that just work no matter who we are. And I want to show you that path. It's a, we've, I've beaten a proven path. Many of us have made it to the top. Would you come with me if you trust me to be your guide? Let's get you to the top as well so you can see the incredible view from up there. Is it perfect? No. Will it solve all of your problems? No. But is it beautiful? Is it worth it? Yes. And is it doable to get up the mountaintop? Yes. And I can help you do that. And the best way to get started is with my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's free. Grab it right now at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, click the link below. Hope this was an impactful and helpful episode for you today. Thanks for hanging out with me as always. Appreciate your honesty, transparency, and your trust. And I'll see you in another episode real soon.